everyone and welcome to Grow Your Own Way, a podcast for those looking to reclaim the power of their own personal growth and be exactly who they want to be. I'm your host, Kevin Roberts, and I'm a coach, learning and development professional and growth geek who genuinely gets joy out of helping people become the best versions of themselves. Throughout this podcast, we aim to give everyone the belief that there is no one right way to grow, and hopefully we will inspire and motivate people to forge their own paths and in turn live a life that is true to them. In today's episode, we're going to quickly revisit the concept of a growth mindset by giving you a collection of practical hints and tips that will help you change your mindset and set you up for your future growth. So if you're ready, let's get started. So as we say, today's episode is actually a follow-on from our previous one, on which we talked about the power of a growth mindset. Uh, So if you haven't had the chance to listen to that episode yet, uh, I would really recommend going back and having a listen. It could prove really useful to you. Um, But with today's episode, I suppose in theory, we could call this our first listener request episode. After speaking to people, I found out that they loved hearing about the growth mindset, and they really wanted to make the changes, uh, but they were a bit unsure about how to start doing that. So what I've decided to do is release this podcast episode and I will share my seven top tips on how you can begin to change your mindset. So these tips are a combination of my own experiences and and my own thoughts mixed together with the thoughts of Dr. Carol Dweck, uh, who is the author of the book Mindset and who is the doctor who coined the term growth mindset. Um, And throughout these seven tips, I'm I'm almost going to split them into two halves. Um, So the first three tips will help you plan to to set yourself up for changing your mindset, whilst the last four will almost be practical tips on actually how to make those changes. So hopefully that will make a bit more sense as we go through. So we'll crack straight on and we'll look at those first three tips uh, that will help you begin to change to more of a growth mindset. So tip number one is accept the fact that you will slip into a fixed mindset. Now, I know that sounds a bit counterproductive, that the whole purpose is that we, we want to stay in a growth mindset, but it's really important to understand that it's, it's virtually impossible to have a growth mindset all of the time. Depending on how we are doing every day, depending on the experiences that we will face, there will be things that will either make us question our ability, uh, they'll hinder our motivation, um, and generally force us towards a fixed mindset. Putting pressure on yourself that you should never be in a fixed mindset um, is really unhealthy. When I think about my roles, I'm a perfect example. I, I work in learning and development. My roles have been helping other people learn and develop and grow. Uh, and, and I really beat myself up the fact that I, I couldn't always stay in this growth mindset. And I'd have thoughts like, I, who was I to help other people when I can't do it myself? And it was really damaging. It, it affected my self-esteem, uh, my confidence, and my well-being. And it was just a passing conversation with someone one day where the concept of growth mindset was discussed and I actually realized, oh, it's okay to not constantly be in a growth mindset. I I know it's perfectly natural to slip into a fixed mindset. And not only that just released so much pressure off me, but where I was able to stop fighting it, I was able to put in far more effective plans to embrace a growth mindset. And when you think of it, compare it to, for example, if you are poorly, Um, We know when we're getting sick and we can fight it and fight it and fight it. Because we're doing that, we don't look after ourselves. We don't try to make ourselves feel better and we end up feeling worse. But the moment you accept, actually, I I think I'm sick, you slow down, you start looking after yourself, you get some rest and miraculously you begin to feel better again. And it's the same for the fixed mindset. When you just acknowledge the fact that you are going to slip into it, you stop fighting against that concept and that allows you to then begin to plan. 
Our, our second tip for you is to identify what puts you into a fixed mindset. And I love this tip. Um, it is incredibly useful across the board in so many different aspects of our life. But once we acknowledge that we can slip into a fixed mindset, we then need to look at the triggers that have put us there. So that's important there. We need to find the triggers that have put us there. Um, and we do that by simply asking ourselves some questions. So when we think about uh, an obstacle that is too hard to overcome and that slips us into a fixed mindset, just ask yourself, well, why am I thinking that? Why do I think that this obstacle is too hard to overcome? And by consciously asking that question, you'll actually dig into your subconscious and get some thoughts that you did not know were lurking there whatsoever. By asking a question like that, it could be the fact that you don't think that you're competent enough to overcome the challenge. It could be that the last time we tried, uh, we failed. Uh, so that fear of failure is actually driving us. Uh, it could be pride. I mean, we don't want to take a risk in front of people and we don't want to put ourselves out there. Um, and that generally can chip away at us. And whilst they may not be inspiring answers or answers that we like, it is actually inspiring to get the answers because that almost kind of takes that control back. We know that we're feeling something and we've identified why we're feeling that way. And this is a very similar approach to uh, when, when we talk about therapy for anxiety or depression. We don't fight the fact that we, we suffer from anxiety. We don't fight the fact that we suffer from depression. We accept it. We acknowledge it. But we then begin to look for the triggers. What has put us in that certain mindset? And that's what we work with. We understand what's put us there and how to kind of play around with that, not the feelings themselves. It's exactly the same for the fixed mindset. We're, we're looking for the triggers that have put us there not to fight against the mindset itself. Now, those two steps are incredibly important because that allows us for tip number three, which is to make a plan. One of the reasons that we can really struggle to, to move away from a fixed mindset is because we wait until it hits before we try anything. Now, trying to solve a problem or to overcome uh, your worries or concerns or your fear of, fear of failure whilst you're in that fixed mindset is incredibly difficult. And I reference the anxiety. It's like trying to make a plan for overcoming anxiety when you are anxious. It's not that productive. So instead, where we know the triggers, just identify, okay, if that trigger arises, what am I going to do? Create a plan. And it's almost like the X, Y. So when X happens, I will do Y. And a couple of examples of that could be um, when I next think that I'm not good enough to succeed, I will write a list of all the things that I've achieved this year. That's a great plan. It could be when I next feel fear about a new challenge, I will talk to someone about how I overcame my fears last time. And that one is a personal favorite of mine. If I, if I ever, fear, ever have any doubt and I slip into a fixed mindset, I pick up the phone to someone and we talk about actually what have I succeeded? How, do I, how did I overcome it last time? And it really pulls me back to that growth mindset. So there's the first three tips. Now, I love these tips. And like I say, you could literally read those three and do it to so many different facets of your life. Um, you can do it when creating habits, um, dealing with a lack of motivation. And as I said, it's even used in therapy sessions as well. And the reason it's used is because they work. Um, so even if you stop listening to this episode right now um, and only listen to those three tips, they will work. I promise you that you have still got value. They are incredibly important. Hopefully you haven't switched off and hopefully you do carry on listening. Uh, because I've got four more tips for you. And these tips, I suppose they're more, are more suggestions uh, about what you could do. So whilst you're making your plan, these are things that actually will help you in the long run. Uh, and, and they're great at kind of switching you over to a growth mindset. Um, so tip number four is explore your emotional intelligence. Now, this is a subject that I, I tend to talk an awful lot about. 
I could happily do an entire episode on this. Um, I, I think I actually may at some point as well. And I suppose for me, it's because exploring my own emotional intelligence was life-changing. It, it was so amazing. Um, so if I give you a definition of, a, of emotional intelligence, it's, it's the ability to use and manage your emotions in positive ways. Um, and it's understanding that actually you can control that. Um, and before I, I explored my emotional intelligence, I always felt that the way I responded to things was natural. It was just who I was. Um, so whether it was to, to a challenge, whether it was reacting to someone, I, I, I didn't bother try and change the way I responded because I thought that's just me, take it or leave it. It's, it's, it sounds very similar to a fixed mindset as I say that out loud. Um, but emotional intelligence is, it let me look at myself and it let me look at how I react. So it helped me focus on self-awareness, my interaction with other people. Um, it looked at the way I dealt with criticism and it was just phenomenal to actually understand, A, that's how my mind works and that's how I think. And more importantly, I am in control. I can change the way I think. And that's a very common theme where we talk about fixed mindset versus growth mindset. But emotional intelligence is, is all about the fact that we can change the pathways in our mind. We can choose different responses to situations. So it's a fascinating topic. It really, really is. Um, if you do want to explore more, uh, there is a book, I think it's called Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman. Um, it's, it's one of the, the, the more definitive books on emotional intelligence. So, so definitely have a look at that. Tip number five then is ask more questions. So questions help us understand the world. They help us understand our situation. They help us understand ourselves. Um, and realistically, we don't ask enough of them. And I always, when I talk about asking questions and the importance, I, I tend to revert to the analogy of children. As children develop, they, they, don't take, they don't tend to take the world as it is. If they see something, hear something, feel something, they will ask a question. If they don't understand that, the answer, or they don't believe it, they don't buy into it, they will ask again. Um, and any parent out there will instantly know the word that I'm going to talk about. Because when a child does not accept the first answer, they will just follow up with why. And that is not a malicious question. It's an innocent question. They just want a better understanding. And at some point, adults stop doing that. And whether it is the, the pride or the ego or the esteem or the confidence, but something blocks us doing that. And a great example of this is when I do training sessions. If someone's learning something new, they'll ask a question. And when they get an answer, some people will just say, okay, I understand it, when they don't but they don't want to ask a follow-up question for fear of, of looking stupid, uh, for fear of kind of being ridiculed that they haven't understood the, the, the response that was given to them. And that's a fixed mindset at work. As I say that example, I'm guessing a few people will actually feel a bit of relevance to it. But it's actually understanding, think back to the experiences, even if it's just the last month, and think, actually, what could I have got a better understanding of if I had just asked questions, if I had just spoken up and really questioned something that I did understand and it could be the fact that actually you were part of a conversation longer. Um, it could be the fact that uh, the way that you reacted to a partner or a conversation, um, you may react poorly. And instead of asking yourself the question, why did I say that? Why did I respond that way? You may have just beat yourself up and say, oh my God, I'm a terrible person. I'm, I'm just mean. But give yourself a break and just ask yourself first the questions. Just be curious. When you're curious, you can understand your emotions, your reactions, uh, your ability, your blockers, and the challenges in front of you. The, the mere act of questioning is a growth mindset at work. And it really, really does make things easier for you because you understand more of what is going on. And the more you understand, the more you can kind of control your mindset 
and really set yourself up. Tip number six then is all about uh, praising effort. Now this is a huge part of the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. It can be too easy to praise the talent of someone or the results. Now that's what a fixed mindset person does. In a fixed mindset, you focus on results or talent. Whereas if you look at a growth mindset, it's not about the end goal, it's about the journey. So if you wanna kind of try to swap yourself over to a growth mindset, instead of praising the results, praise the effort. Praise the journey people have gone on. So if, someone, if you know someone that's worked hard on a project, for example, don't just say, yes, you've got the end goal, well done, you succeeded. Congratulate the effort and the journey. It could be something like, um, I know how hard you worked on that, so I'm pleased you got the result you wanted. It's all about celebrating the, the effort, the journey, the learning that they've done en route to success. Still celebrate the success, but celebrate everything that led up to it. Uh, I give you a real life example of mine. Uh, so I, I will deliver training sessions. And if I deliver it well, I could say, yay, I'm a great trainer. I delivered a wonderful session. But that almost belittles the rest of the work that I've done to, to make that come to life. And there's a lot of it. So when that session finishes and when I deliver a session, what am I praising? Do I just praise that end result or the feedback that I've been given? Or do I praise the fact, actually, I, I researched well. I collaborated with others. I listened to feedback. I created a decent slide deck. Uh, I promoted it effectively. I worked hard. And all of a sudden, I've got two things that I'm celebrating, either A, the result, or B, my journey. The more I praise the result, the more that a bad result will knock me back. The more that I praise the journey, I know what I'm learning, I know what I'm doing, I know how effective I'm being, and I'm praising my growth. I'm praising my learning and my development. So the last tip is tip number seven, which is to ask for help. So nowhere is there a rule book of life that says we have to do things on our own. I don't know where that myth has come from. I don't know why people stand so strongly behind that, but that is in a fixed mindset. It's almost like if I, if I want to be taken seriously, I need to show that I can do it on my own. If we do that, we waste possibly the best resource that we have, which is the people around us. Um, and I will always, I always advocate this. I'm living proof of the impact of talking to someone. And I used to believe, and I said this in the last episode, I, was, I, I spent so much of my early, my early career, especially in a fixed mindset. I knew that people came to me for help. I knew I was strong. I knew I was positive. Um, I knew that I was capable of doing things on my own. I didn't need help. I thought actually that the, asking for help showed that I was weak. Asking for help showed everyone, showed the world that I'm not as good as people think I am. So outside they see this wonderful, yes, Kevin, you are brilliant, you can do it all. Whether that's what they actually saw, I don't know. Uh, but that's almost the story that I told myself. But when we look at actually what was happening inside, my career was stalling because I didn't show my weaknesses, so I couldn't develop them. How could I possibly develop something that I don't admit? My skills are not advancing. My relationships were, were, were being very badly damaged. This is both professional and personal because I was closed off to growth. Now, every relationship needs growth. So where I was so closed off to that, people were becoming more mature, more professional, advancing, and I was stuck. I was staying where I was. And all of that meant that my mental health was taking a battering as well. Um, and it was destroying it. And yet again, it wasn't until I actually stopped and realized I, I, I need some help did things start to change. So the, the advice I got um, and the advice I'm giving to you and the advice I give to everyone is that it's okay to ask for help. Um, it was more than okay it's, it's recommended asking for help shows strength 
It is not a sign of weakness. It is not a sign of dependence. It is strength. Um, it's showing that we know that we can't achieve everything on our own. We need other people in the same way that people need us. So when you think about your life, think about actually, do you have people that can help you with different things? Um, I personally, I have so many people in my life that I lean on for various things. Um, I'm not the person, I couldn't be the person I am without their help. That, that, that's a given. I, I hope I tell them that enough. If they're listening now, I'm talking directly to you. But regardless of what I'm looking for, I have, um, say for example, I have people who I, I call up just to make sure that my ideas are, are making sense. Uh, sometimes when you're working at home on your own, you just need a sounding board. I have a mentor, so I have a, who, and she's brilliant. She helps me understand uh, my path, my, the, my future and past. Um, I have people that I, I, I go to for coaching if I want support in, in dealing with a certain situation. I have wonderful people, especially at work on my team, who will challenge me and give me honest feedback. I have wonderful friends who I can just, just talk to and just get things off my chest. Um, and I have someone to call when I'm at my worst. Um, and it's important that all of those facets are covered. So I, I would implore you all to have a look at your network right now. Do you have the people you need? Can you get a coach or a mentor to help you with your career uh, or, or your role? Can you ask someone to challenge you uh, and maybe push you outside of your comfort zone? Can you ask someone to recommend um, uh, new things to try? Could you get someone who you can call to almost motivate you when you get stuck in a fixed mindset? And can you get someone to simply talk to? I say I'm always an advocate of making sure that we just have a network of people around us that we can talk to. And hopefully there is nothing that you can experience that you can't pick up the phone, you can't send an email just to say to someone, can I talk to you about X, Y, or Z? So hopefully they're, they're, they're quite useful there. So there's seven tips there. So just a quick recap, just as we go through those top seven tips for cultivating your growth mindset. So we had uh, number one was acknowledge that you will slip into a fixed mindset. Um, just it takes so much pressure off when you do that. Number two was identify your triggers. So I uh, figure out what's putting you into a fixed mindset. What happened? What were you thinking? Why are you thinking that way? Tip number three, plan. Don't wait for your mindset to slip and then build a plan. It's much, much harder. So get a plan first. So if you do slip into a fixed mindset, you're ready for it. And you can like take the actions to get yourself back into your growth mindset. Uh, the second half, we look at uh, number four, which was all about exploring your emotional intelligence um, there are tests online that you can do. Like I said, there, there's the book by Daniel Goleman. Um, there's an incredible amount of resource in there. It really does make a difference. Tip number five was all about asking more questions. So understand more of what's going on around you. And then you can make more educated decisions um, and actually set, set things up so you can grow in the right way. Tip number six, praise effort. So remember, it's not all about the end goal. Praise the journey and whether this is your own journey or the people around you, just make sure that when you focus actually about the, the effort, about the journey, you are praising a growth mindset, not just the results. Um, and the last tip, yeah, again, tip number seven is ask for help. It, it, it can be about anything. So whether it's just for your own well-being or whether it's focused on your growth mindset, whether it's someone just to talk to to get things off your chest or whether it's a mentor, um, you don't have to do things on your own. And hopefully what you've heard by, by those seven tips, they are all effective. I've used them all. I've coached them all. I've mentored on them. I've trained them. They are, all, they are wonderful tips that really, really do help you focus on strengthening your growth mindset. And when you do all of that, when you kind of, you can mix and match, but all of those uh, really will help your growth mindset 
and will help you grow your own way. So that brings us to the end of today's episode. Uh, I hope those seven tips are useful. And for those who gave me the feedback last time, I, I hope this answers your questions and I hope this, this sets you up nicely. As I said before, if you haven't listened to the Power of Growth Mindset episode, please do have a listen and see the impact that it can have on your growth. If you're enjoying the podcast, by the way, it'll be great if you could take some time to leave a review on your podcast host of choice, as well as sharing it so more people can join the conversation as well. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Uh, And if you want to give any feedback, uh, thoughts or suggestions for future episodes, you can find me on LinkedIn and you can just send me a message. Um, Hopefully today's episode has proved that I, I do listen and I really do value your input. But for now, I'd like to say thank you very much for listening. Uh, It is always appreciated. I hope you all stay safe and well, and I will speak to you on the next episode of Grow Your Own Way. Goodbye.